Amen. That's what the Holy Spirit has come to do, amen. Empower us, not just to pray in tongues, but that's a big part of it, but to be a witness, amen. That's what he wants us to be. So today we're going to continue in Acts chapter 5. And uh, in 5, 33 through 42, and it's called Gamma Meals Advice. The title of my message is Increased Boldness. How many of you need more boldness? Uh, to be able to speak out for Jesus. We need more boldness, amen? So why don't we stand together and let's read this in Acts chapter 5. Gamil's advice, verse 33. When they heard this, they were furious and plotted to kill them. Then one of the council stood up, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law held in respect by all the people and commanded them to put the disciples outside for a little while. And he said to them, men of Israel, take heed to yourselves what you intend to do regarding these men. For some time ago, Theodos rose up claiming to be somebody. A number of men, about 400, joined him. He was slain and all who obeyed him were scattered and came to nothing. After this man, Judas of Galilee rose up in the days of the census and drew away many people after him. He also perished and all who obeyed him were dispersed. And now I say to you, keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan or this work is of men, it will come to nothing. But if it is of God, you cannot overthrow it, lest you even be found to fight against God. And they agreed with him. And when they called the, for the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. So they departed from the, count, the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple, in every house, they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that as we talk today and we see the boldness of the disciples, that it just kept increasing, Father, that, Lord, they did not hold back from preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, that, Lord, that that fire would burn in our hearts and our minds, and, Lord, that we'd not pull back from preaching the name of Jesus, from sharing the love of God with people. Lord, I pray you stir our hearts today with a new boldness and a passion, Lord, to speak the word of the Lord out in the world. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. This passage here, it jumps right into the anger of the priest. Gets right to it. And they're angry because, number one, they were, they were accused by the apostles of killing the Messiah. Remember, as I've been telling you, if they went away in with the apostles, they had that fear that they killed the Messiah. So they, they couldn't go in with the apostles. They couldn't buy into what they were doing. They couldn't um, rejoice in it. They had to be against it. Otherwise, they, they had that fear that they'd be killed. And so number two, they cannot control the, the apostles from, from obeying God. You know, that's why they're angry. They can't control these guys. They're like, you know, they ruled by fear. That's what they did. And they, what they did to the apostles didn't scare the apostles. What they tried to, you know, you know, we'll kill you, we'll do this, we'll push you for whatever. It didn't work. You know, don't preach in Jesus' name. 
who do we listen to? You, you or God? We listen to God is what they said. We listen to God and we're going to obey God. And that's what we talked about last week. We've got to obey God. Can I hear an amen? So they, they, they couldn't stop the apostles from obeying God. You know, they were doing miracles and signs and wonders and it was incredible how God was moving. And then number three, the priests did not have the power of God that the apostles had. They were not filled with the Holy Spirit. They did not speak in tongues. They did not heal the sick and raise the dead. No, that was the, the apostles, those that believe in Jesus Christ and are empowered by the Holy Spirit. Those are the things as believers we're supposed to do. And the apostles couldn't do that because they denied Jesus. They denied Jesus. They, now here they are, they just wanna kill the apostles. They're so angry, you know, and in religion, religion, many people want power and control. Many people wanna control the situation. Many people want power in, this, in the church to control it. And many use fear to control a situation. But God, everybody say, but God, has not given us a spirit of fear, amen? We don't have to bow to fear. Delana, why don't you come and grab a mic there. Delana and I have been talking about fear. So I want her to share with a minute her take on fear. Well, our hope is that today we can break off a lie that the enemies had over believers and non-believers as well. It's that fear. And he was showing me that, you know, when, when before we come to the Lord, we are walking in our life and the enemy can bring fear because why? Because we haven't surrendered our life to the Lord. So he's got a foot in the door and, and that fear starts to, to weigh on us. And what if this happens? What if that happens? And guess what? It does. But now fast forwarding, you know, you give your life to the Lord, but you still got to tag along. You've still got a mindset that of that fear. What if this, what if that, even though you're serving the Lord, you still keep that alive. And I was telling Ron, it's like, it's like a perpetual wheel that goes round and round in our life. And you cannot have faith and still have fear tagging on you. You have to change that mindset. And the only way to try to change that mindset set, set is to just get with the Lord and step out of that fear. I do, I'll tell you a quick story is that I was in England, I mean, Germany with my daughter and the enemy had a hold of the so-called pastors who got fired for embezzlement after we left. But there was such a, 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 an oppression of the devil there and in the ground that one night I was reading and it's kind of like a, a routine of mine to go to bed. I, I had the little light that was on the wall and I would read until I was tired. I'd put the book down on the nightstand and I'd reach up and turn the light off. And this one night the enemy said, you turn off the light and I'm going to get you. And I went, no, you're not. Turned it off and went to sleep. But had I bowed to it, had I bowed to that, I would have allowed fear to come in. I was like, oh no, you do not stinking devil. You do not control me. And I will not allow fear to bow. I will. That's the reason why I'm behind this mic because he told me to, but I had a lot of fear in my life to do this. So I'm stepping out and I'm not allowing fear to control me. 
And so the thing is, is you have to step out and not allow because you're a child of the king now. You're not walking your, your former life. You don't have to bow to fear. You don't have to. There's wisdom in life, yes, but you do not have to bow to that voice, that voice of fear that tells you, oh, I can't do this or I'm going to get rejected or I, I can't step out and do this. No, 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 no. The fear. You cannot have faith. How can you have a move of the Holy Spirit in your life if you are still carrying fear that keeps you bound, that keeps you not walking in faith, and it's impossible to please the heart of the Lord without faith? And you can't get out there and minister without faith. You can't win people to the Lord and be one of his warriors without faith. So we have to. It's a must to get that monkey off our back and to get rid of that mindset and get past it and move forward. And so today, I'm gonna read this prayer and I want you to just close your eyes and, and just receive this prayer in your heart. It's called invading fear. And we declare this, today we decree that any form of fear trying to invade your life is bound up in the name of Jesus. We come against all financial fear and say that every monetary need is met this year. We bind all fear regarding your family and loved ones. We say that they are protected by God's angelic hosts. We decree that all fear of death and tragedy is bound and destroyed. We bind the fear of sickness and disease. We say that every fear of failure, rejection, oppression, and depression must leave you right now. We break off all fear of the future concerning the nations and the world events and we declare these things shall have no ability to torment your mind you are favored favored and blessed by God and all all shall be well concerning you we agree on this together in Jesus mighty name and everybody said amen amen, amen. Thank you. You know, I look at the life of Job, and just as she was talking, I was reminded of Job because he had fear. And you know what happened to Job? Job was just literally run through the ringer. He lost all his kids, all his livestock. He lost everything all in one day. But in, in Job 1, verse, verse 5, it says, So it was when the days of the Feasting had run their course that Job would send and sanctify them. He'd rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all, all his kids. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus, Job did this regularly. And what I want to tell you about that is don't have fear for your kids. Don't be afraid for your kids that they're messing up. Pray. Don't be living in fear about it. Because, I mean, what I see here is God took all those kids anyways. It's better to pray and not live in fear. So when fear comes, when fear does not work, see, like those, those priests were hoping that the fear would work to get them to not listen to God. The Holy Spirit is there to empower you. 
so that you don't have to bow to fear. Because remember, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And that power word is dunamis in the Greek, same one that's in Acts chapter one, verse eight, and you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And, and it means the ability to do miracles. Now, isn't it a miracle that we, we're here today? Isn't it a miracle that we're saved? Isn't it a miracle that we're not gonna live by fear anymore, amen? Because God is on our side and if God be for us, who can be against us, amen? God is for us. And so the power of God kicks in to overcome all fear. When you get filled with the Holy Spirit, don't bow to fear anymore. Don't worry. Don't live in fear for your children. Don't live in fear for your job. Don't live in fear, but be obedient. As we talked about last week, be obedient to Jesus. Let's kick out the fear. Don't think, oh, it's going to happen to me. Oh, look what, you know, I've heard people say, you know, like when, when somebody gets cancer and and then, and then they say, oh, I have a friend that got that cancer and they died. You know, you're probably going to die, you know. And they, they say things like that, you know. But it's like, don't let that fear grip your heart. When the doctor says you have something, don't let it destroy you. Let it, let it be, let the power of God kick in and you overcome. Amen. That you stand up and say, I reject this thing in the name of Jesus. I'm not going to live in it. I'm going to destroy it. The love for others compels you to walk in love for people's souls, amen? You know, when God's love kicks in and we overcome fear, that love for other people should cause us to, to care about other people's souls, to wanna to reach out to them, to wanna grab hold of them with the boldness and the love of God, to tell them about Jesus, amen? This is what kicks in in the believer who has a passion for what Jesus has a passion for, souls. He wants to fill heaven. He wants to use you to fill heaven, amen? But you have people out there like those priests that are naysayers against it. They, you know, those guys, they lived in fear for position, for money, for status. They, that was their fear. And they felt like the disciples were robbing the, the priests of people. Uh, they're taking our people. Our people are going over to that other side. Our people, they called it the way back then. Our people are going to the way. And they were angry and they wanted to kill them. So Jesus had that passion for souls. The apostles had a passion for souls and they laid down their lives to serve Jesus. They, they just wanted to obey as we talked about last week. That's all he wanted to do was be obedient. And I, and I, I look at this, and I, I, I'll just jump to the end. We could be done. No, I'm kidding, but <laughs> I'm going to jump to the end right now. And daily in the temple and in every house, they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. They didn't care what the, the priest told them. They didn't care about what people thought. They laid down their lives to serve Jesus. And so they went about doing the work that Jesus did, amen? They went out to serve him and to do what he had asked them to do. Then, you know, you had Gamaliel, I can't even say his name, Gamaliel. There it is, Gamaliel. Um, that steps into the situation. And he says, brothers, brothers, let's calm down. If it's not of God, it won't last. If it is of God, you may be kicking against God. Thought, hmm. That just 
calmed everything down. We don't want to kick against God. You know what I mean? Because they, they, they loved God in their own way, so they didn't want to kick against God. And so they, they thought, well, let's not do that. And for us, we have to learn not to kick against God. We have to learn that. It's up to each one of us to build a relationship with God so that we can be in line with what he's asking of us. So that we can line up with his, him and his word, his voice speaking to us so that we're not kicking against him. Amen. We want to be in line with him. We want to do things his way, not our own way. Amen. Because, you know, we all have our way. We like things. But we need to surrender those things that, we, that would kick against God. That would push God back in our lives. We need to be open to him. And the priest, they kicked against God. And they missed out. They just could not accept that Jesus was the Messiah. I don't know why they would fight against it. But they did. And when the Holy Spirit fell upon the apostles and they began speaking in tongues, they just made the priest even more angry. So it's up to each one of us to make sure our life is not kicking against God. Amen. That means I got to get to know this, the word of God. Amen. I got to get to know that. And this is the day of Pentecost. As Liz said, it's the day of Pentecost, a high holy day of the Jews. Amen. In the Old Testament, it was called the Feast of Weeks. It was the end of the grain harvest. But here in the New Testament, it'd be the beginning of a new age church age. The day of Pentecost is when the church age started. God pulled out a spirit. He pulled the apostles together. 120 of them got filled with the Holy Spirit. And Peter stumbles out into the street because it was like the Holy Spirit. He just hit him so much. It was like they were all drunk in the spirit. They were all just like, wow, we can't even, can't even function properly being in the spirit. And when they went out there, then Peter says, you know, this is that what the prophet Joel talked about. And he goes through and he starts sharing in Acts 2 what the prophet Joel said. And then, you know, 3,500 people came to the Lord. 3,500 people came to the Lord. Just right then, right there. And then we'll see another time, 4,500. I mean, God was pouring out his spirit as the apostles were doing what God said, not living in fear of the priest. Who are you fearful of? Who are you afraid to tell about Jesus? Matthew 16, 18 says this, it says, I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church. The gates of Hades will not prevail against it. Nothing is gonna prevail against the church. Nothing is gonna stop the church. They can do what they want in our world today is not gonna stop the church. Cultural revolution in China. It was like end of World War II. They turned to communism. They kicked all the missionaries out. There was like 40,000 Christians there at that time in China. Now they say there's 20,000 people a day coming to Jesus in China. Where, you, where it's against the law to have church where you have to do it in hiding. You gotta do it, you know, you gotta find a place, you gotta switch around, you gotta do things that the police will not have a, a, 
I want to say an error on you of where you're meeting so they can't arrest you, so they can't bust you, so you've got to do things differently, you know. I, I've done things over there with people, and I, I'm just like, you know, they're like, hey, you know, we want to have you come speak. And I'm like, great, I will. And they said, can't be on Sunday morning. I said, okay. And I said, how about Sunday afternoon? Okay, you know, how about, how about Saturday afternoon? Okay, well, how about Tuesday night? Oh, that'd be great. You know, we just do whatever. And everybody texts. Everybody texts. Delon and I there, we were um, elders in the international church. And even though you could have church as an international church, but you had to check your passports at the door, the police would come and say, you can't have church here today. Or, you know, they'd call them on Saturday and say, you can't have church tomorrow. Be like, wow, okay. So I'd get a text, hey, church is not there, it's, it's here. And, you know, we'd have to find that on a map <laughs> and start going that way or get a taxi driver and give them the address. Just in a moment's notice, everybody showed up. But that's how it is. In other countries, it's different. It's not like this. It's not like the freedom you have today to be able to just come at your leisure to come and then go. And it's not like that. When I would be in meetings in some places, I'd be in a meeting with people and I'd be doing it. And then they'd say, okay, well, it's time to let people go. And so they'd say, okay, Martin and Monica, you go. Then they'd wait a few minutes and they'd say, Edward, you could go. And then I'm like, what about me? You know, they'd like me to stay and keep praying for people. You know, and they, they'd say, oh, you, you guys go and, and you go. And, and they just spaced it out so there wasn't some big rush of people going through their cars or whatever. But the people had to, to go out. So what, is, what we're reading about here today still happens. It's still going on. There are still governments that are saying, no, you cannot have church. No, you can't come together. We will get you. Now in China, they have what they call the three self church. And the three self church is a government run church that is, you're not allowed anyone under 18 and you're not allowed to talk about the Holy Spirit. I believe because the kids would get too excited and they weren't allowed to talk about the Holy Spirit because they see the power of God that came upon the apostles to do the things that Jesus did, amen? And they, did not, they do not want that happening there. But I've seen more miracles in that country than I, than I have anywhere else. Just amazing what God's doing there. So as we celebrate this, think about the apostles that wouldn't stop. Think about the people. I, <laughs> I knew, I met this guy one day. He says, oh, I wish you could go to my hometown. I said, that's what I do, man, let's go. And he goes, I can't even go to my hometown. I said, why? He goes, well, I just got out of prison and they told me to leave that city. So I moved to another town and I started a church in that town. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, and when they see me, they'll arrest me again in my hometown. <laughs> so they just go to another town. They just move on to another city and start going. They're, they're not afraid. They're not afraid. But remember this, the gates of Hades shall not prevail against the church. Nobody can stop the Lord, Jake. Nobody. On that day of Pentecost, all 120 were filled. They poured out in the streets and began to speak. And they were empowered to be a witness. When you get the Holy Spirit, you're empowered to be a witness. It's not... Just so you can pray in the spirit, it's so you can go and be a witness. Go and tell somebody. Yes. Amen? Yes. It's God empowering the believer with his spirit so that we can finish the task of Jesus. 
That's what we, we need to do. We need to finish what Jesus started. Amen? Acts 4.31 tells us, when they had prayed, the place that they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Spoke the word of God with boldness. That's what God wants us to do, to not be afraid to share Jesus. This is where we see the boldness kicking into people's lives, amen? They took a beating for still preaching in the name of Jesus. They were excited to take the beating. They're like, oh man, we just took a beating for Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This is great, amen? They were excited, they were strong, they were bold, and they overcame to share the gospel. Have any of you ever taken a beating for sharing Jesus? Well, we're pretty lucky, aren't we? I, I know I've told you a story of when I was in a country that the police tried, were trying to arrest me. So they hid me in the attic, me and my friends. They hid us in the attic. And we were up there in that attic and the police were searching the building for us. And we were up above the sanctuary. They opened all the doors in the room where we were. The attic door, there was a desk and the attic door was above the desk. We jumped up on the, on the desk, opened the attic door and the four of us went in there, closed the door behind us. And we could hear the police searching that room, but they never opened the attic door. It's like they could not see the attic door. God was protecting us. You know, but earlier in that day, we, we've, the Holy Spirit was moving so powerfully. People were falling off the pews. They were just falling on the floor. It was God, the Holy Spirit was moving and it was incredible time. And so when we finished that session, it was lunchtime. When we went to go to lunch, they said, um, we can't leave. I said, why? They said, the police have the, the alley blocked. I said, really? And they said, yeah, we can't, we can't go. I said, well, what are we gonna do? And they said, well, we'll have lunch upstairs. So we went to the upper room, uh-huh. Went to the upper room and we, <laughs> we, we had lunch. And so the, the pastor looks at me and he goes, you can't leave. I said, okay. And he goes, so will you still preach? I'm like, really? And he goes, yeah, he says, let's just keep preaching. So it was my friend's turn. And so my friend went down and me and my other friends stayed up there to pray for him. And he went down and he's preaching away, man. And then he comes running up the stairs. Police are breaking down the door. We got to get in the attic. So we went in the attic and they opened all the doors and they never found us. But the, the pastors, the two pastors that owned the building, they took them to the station. And when they came, they were down there for a couple hours. And when they came back, he said, the pastor said, he, he was a young man. He said, they hit me, they kicked me. I not give you up. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He just starts praising God because he took a beating like these disciples took a beating right there and they didn't give me up. 
They were so excited about that. I just cried. I was overwhelmed by the presence of God. It was overwhelming that these guys just took a beating and didn't give me up. They were so excited about it. So I know when they talk about these apostles right here, how they took the beating. They gave them the beating, but they didn't give in to the beating. They didn't give in to it. And that's what God is calling us. He's calling us to be so bold that we don't give in to what the enemy has planned. Amen. That we walk in the spirit. We walk in the power of God. That we do what he's calling us to do. And sometimes it's going to hurt. It was an incredible day in my life. It was so humbling to see the power of God that was being exhibited. A lady walked up to me and she gave me all the money she had. And she told me, she said, she took, she had, she was a little lady and she took off her jacket and she said, here, put my jacket on so you have a hoodie. I'm like, you know, I'm a big guy. There's no way that jacket's going on. She gave me money and she said, this is what she said, dead serious. I will lay down my life today to make sure you get away. Intense. She was serious. And I just said, nobody's dying today. And just to get out of there, it was quite an experience. But while we were hiding in the attic, we were in the attic for almost three hours while the police were searching. The people started praising God down in the sanctuary. And they started dancing before the Lord. And the police told them, stop, stop, be quiet. You're not Christians. Christians don't dance. <laughs> See, the heathen trying to tell the Christian what happens, you know. So they, it gave them perfect opportunity because they opened up their Bible and they showed them, well, this is what our, one of our guys did, King David. He danced before the Lord. He let it loose. And they showed the police how David danced before the Lord. That is biblical to dance before the Lord. Then they brought in another level of police. It got a little rougher and they started pushing people around and then they made them leave. And... It, um, as they left, we let our interpreter leave with them as somebody, because he would have went to prison. But they don't care. There's people in this world that just do not care. I remember I, I was in Pakistan and we were driving from a village to another village where we were ministering and there was police there with our rifles and stuff yanking people out of the car right in front of us. And I'm thinking, Lord, you gotta save us right now. My driver backed up and he went around it and he drove away. Just that simple. He backed up and he went away. He just kept going and we didn't stop. <laughs> you just need to learn to obey the Lord. And not give in to the fear. And I know the Holy Spirit is here to empower us for that. Amen. Amen. After the apostles were beaten and told not to preach in Jesus' name, they went back to the temple and they started preaching again. You know, and they went house to house daily, it says, and preached Jesus as the Messiah. 
They're walking in that boldness and that power of God, amen, of the Holy Spirit. They were doing the things that Jesus did and they did not let up. The infilling of the Holy Spirit moved on them and the power was great in them. It was great. Everybody say great. I already told you that. I'm going to skip that then. That was about the guy that wanted me to come to his hometown. Another, another lady told me, she said, oh, I wish you could come to my hometown. And again, I never denied anybody. I said, I will. We can go there. I have to go to another church when we're done here. And then I, after that, I could go there. I don't care. That's what I do. And she said, well, I have two different churches. I said, okay. She goes, one believes in the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. The other one doesn't. So I wish you could come to the one that doesn't. I'm like, okay. And she's like, it's too dangerous for you. You know, I mean, because you, when you go to countries and, and you go to areas where they've never seen a white guy, you stand out. So she said, I don't know how we protect you. You know, because I've had a hood put over my head. I've been driven into places, driven around town. I had the hoodie tied down, and they'd pull into an area, and I run and get in the house, and I run up into an apartment, and and I don't stop until I get into a back room. You have no idea how much freedom we really have, what God has given to us. But God's calling us to be bold and to be brave. Are you bold? You know, when I look back at the apostles and I look at their anger, I believe it was birthed out of fear. And how you respond to things in this life will let you know if you're walking in fear. If you're getting angry when situations come up, is it because you're afraid? Because you haven't surrendered that situation to the Lord? You'll know right then. You, you, you're here. You're, you'll remember this today, I pray right now, that when you, you're confronted with situations that fear is not the controlling factor. Because when you have fear, you, you get angry. And you see a lot of people that are out there when they don't understand things and they, they become fearful, they get angry. You know, and a lot of people don't understand about the Holy Spirit. They don't understand that God wants to empower us to be bold. They don't understand that God does not want us to cower at commands of men. God has called us to be brave. Is there any brave people in here today? Are you brave today? Is the Holy Spirit empowering you to do the things that Jesus did? If, if you've been f filled with the Holy Spirit, I know that God wants to fill you again. If you haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit, God wants to fill you. And we see in the book of Acts chapter 2 that when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they all spoke in other tongues. Don't let that make you afraid. Don't let that stop you, but let it flow. I remember, Bobby, remember when we first met and we were up in my office and uh, Bobby was raised Pentecostal, but I don't know if he'd prayed in the Spirit in a while. But man, we, we sat in my office and we started praying and then we both started praying in tongues and it just... Man, it escalated real quick. <laughs> it was a wonderful day. I seen a, a guy over here get right here get filled with the Holy Spirit one day, and there was nobody there to catch him. 
Because, you know, sometimes when God's presence overtakes you, you can't stand. I mean, his presence. Look at, let me just give you an example. When they came to arrest Jesus and they said, are you Jesus? When he spoke, everybody fell down. Everybody fell down. That's what the word says. They all fell down. And then they got up and they said, are you Jesus? And he said, I'm he. And they all fell down. When you get in the presence of God, when God's spirit is moving on you, just let it go. But I saw this guy, Jake, he got filled. I was sitting over there watching. Service was way over. And he'd come over here to get prayed for to be filled. And my friend was praying for him. And, and, and the guy just, just timber, just poof, just bounced a little, you know. It was funny. I did laugh. But he started praying in tongues. The Holy Spirit just took over and touched him. It was so powerful. I remember one time I was in uh, Peru, and this lady's looking at me like this. I'm not going to open my mouth. Because I told her, open your mouth, and he'll fill it. You got to speak. So I tapped her on the head. And she... And she, she couldn't help but start speaking. The Holy Spirit hit her. And she, I was following her backwards because she's trying not to fall down. And she's walking backwards like this, you know. And the Holy Spirit just hit her and just filled her. And she began speaking in tongues. I remember another time I was in, I, I could tell you story because I've probably seen 30,000 people get filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues at least. And, and it's no glory to me, all glory to God. It's just he gave me that anointing. But I was in Pakistan. And I said, you, you have to open your mouth and he'll fill it. Now, what I mean is when you open your mouth, you speak. Just start praising God and let him fill you, amen? You don't just stand there. You start speaking. You come to be filled, amen? And Mark, he stood there like this. This, this guy, he just said like this. And I went to him, and, you know, it was hard because I don't speak Urdu. But, you know, tapped on him, you know, like, Come on, start. And I just laid hands on him and he started praying in tongues. But when you see that, it's kind of funny because we, we don't know. But it, when, when you come and to get filled with the Holy Spirit, to speak in tongues, you got to what? You got to what? Speak. You got to speak. As you start speaking, he will give you your heavenly language. And that's the language that we pray in, amen? We pray in the spirit and in understanding. But when we're praying in the spirit, we're just, we're praying to God, just God. The devil can't interpret what we're praying, amen? So when we're praying in the spirit, it's, it's edifying your soul and it's a communication between you and God and the Holy Spirit is praying through you. That's what we need, amen? That's what we need. When you don't know how to pray about something, pray in the spirit. Pray in tongues, let it flow out of you, amen? And these apostles, they were so bold that they would not hold back from what God told them to do. They opened their mouth everywhere they went. They went where they were told not to go. Don't you, don't you go preaching in the name of Jesus. And where did they go? They took a beating. It was probably with a whip. <laughs> Jake, and they, they went back to the temple. They took that walk down there and they started preaching the Lord Jesus Christ. They weren't afraid. They weren't afraid. Oh, worship team. 
Worship team, come on back. I, I waited a little long on that one. But I know that God wants to let more boldness come into you to excite you to do the things that Jesus did and greater things than these he said you'll do. You'll heal the sick. How many of you want to heal the sick, huh? Oh, man, I just want to see the sick healed. How many of you want to cast out demons? Amen. How many of you want to raise the dead? This is what we're here for, amen. This is what God has told us. It's real, and it's what the disciples did, amen. And Delon and I have seen so many miracles around the world. It's been amazing. But join them today. Join them today by being empowered with the Holy Spirit, amen. Join them and, and receive the Spirit. Receive the empowerment. Even if you've been filled, just be filled today. Let the Holy Spirit fill you overflowing so that you are empowered, you are bold, you are strong in the things of God, that you're going to go and you're going to start sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with people. You're going to run with it, amen? But before I call you forward, I just want to know one thing while the worship team's getting ready. Is there anybody here that needs to commit their life to Jesus today? Just wave at me. If you need to commit your life to Jesus, you need Jesus today. He said, them that believe, amen, they'll, they'll be saved and they'll be filled with the spirit of God. I'm looking around. I'm looking like everybody here has been saved. Shouldn't be like that. You guys need to invite somebody, amen. <laughs> we need to get the unsaved in here. But you have to believe in Jesus. You need to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, amen. Since we're all saved today, let's be filled. Let's be filled with the Spirit, amen. Why don't you stand and if you can, as we start singing. this morning. Let's just get filled together. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Come on. Come and be filled today. Come on. up to you to open your mouth and speak. Okay, the Lord won't make you speak. You speak. So come on. Come and be filled today. There's nothing worth more that will ever come close. <laughs> nothing can compare. <laughs> you
So what I want to do is I want you to repeat a prayer after me, inviting the Holy Spirit in. And then I'm going to pray. I'm going to go, I'm going to say a prayer over you all. And then when I say amen, I want you to begin to speak and let the Lord fill your mouth. You open up and you start talking. And don't be worried about it. It's not a fear thing. It's a God thing. Amen. Just let him fill you. So. Repeat after me, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your son, Jesus, that he died for me, he rose from the dead. Jesus, fill me with the Spirit. I surrender to you today. I ask you, Lord, for my heavenly language today, that you would fill me overflowing. Lord, that you empower me today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Now I'm going to pray for you. And when I'm done, you're going to begin to speak. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for sending the Holy Spirit. I thank you, God, for all these people that are asking for the Spirit. And you said, if we ask for the Spirit, you would give us the Spirit. So, Lord, I pray that you pour out on your people today. Lord, that we would receive our heavenly language, God. There's some of you that are going to receive a new language today. Hallelujah. So, Father, we rejoice. We rejoice in that today, God. We give you glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Now just open your mouth. See you. We 
impartation of the Spirit of God to come in you. Now it's up to you, because some of you didn't, you, you wouldn't open your mouth no matter what. But you got to open your mouth and you got to begin to pray and you got to begin to let him fill you. And I just encourage you that when you go home today, take that time to wait on the Lord. 